Hi friends, my name's Alexa Mazur and you're listening to Firsthand Audacity, the usually short and sometimes sweet show where I talk through life experiences and having the sheer audacity to live unencumbered by other people's BS. From the foundation of self-confidence to anything life throws your way, if I've been through it, we're talking about it. Let's chat. Hi friends, welcome back. Episode 11. We are talking about first date fails today. (laughs) Failure as an experience, I think, is the best teacher. I learn the best lessons the hard way by doing, by experiencing, by living, by trying. And I'd love for you to allow me to share some of my favorites so that you can, wherever you are in your dating journey, you can bask in our similarities. You can learn from my mistakes or experiences and or simply have a good laugh. The dating recap episode was a hit, so let's dig into a few more from my dating past via a few different apps. We're going to throw it way back. I did use Match.com early, early on in my dating life once, and I don't need to dig into a ton of detail. I met two guys on there. One, this was when I lived in Canada right after college, and I, the first one was a guy who so blatantly lied about his height. It was like beyond distracting, (laughs) like this was the, now this is such a common thing, but this was back in the day when I was like, when I probably was what, 21 at the time. And he said he was 5'10 and he was maybe 5'4, (laughs) 5'5 and I'm 5'5. So I was like, oh, I didn't realize we're both (laughs) 5'10". So that was a fail. Um, Simply because I don't think it's a good idea to start off a relationship with a lie. Um, That's all. I I think there's that there's going to be a compatible person for that gentleman and they're going to be the right height. So why lie? Um, The second one was... I got matched with my best friend and I was like, Hey dude, why are you on? I didn't know you were on match. And then him and I both got off the the site and just started hanging out. We were always friends. Um, but we just found that so funny that it was like, your most compatible is each other. We're like, no shit. We like each other, but as friends. So we're not going to dig into any further failures from that because that was my short-lived time on Match.com. We are going to throw it back, though, to OkCupid. I don't know if this is still around. This was 2012 when I went on OkCupid. Um, I matched with someone. He picked me up in at my Providence apartment in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, so fail number one. He, he know he knew where I lived. Um, number two, he had he asked me once we got to this like little bar pub whatever um, in downtown Providence. He asked me if I minded if his friends joined, like two of his friends. I was like, uh, sure. <laughs> like it was not like it was not far enough into the date for me to even decide if I like this person at as a concept and then he's already asking for backup I was like all right dude you're clearly uncomfortable and secure don't want to be here like sweet um and then we after that after we wrapped up drinks with his friends um and like it was such a short-lived date like maybe an hour hour and a half he was like, do you want, like, what do you want to do next? And I was like, I'm done with this guy. I'm going to make him 
take me to get pizza and then take me home and never speak to him again. So I was like, oh, we should get pizza. Um, I'm hungry. So we drive to College Hill to Thayer Street right by Brown and we go to a pizza place, get in line. I order my pizza and like completely separate from him, pay and order my pizza. I'm pretty sure one, these are like huge face size slices of pizza. Uh, One was macaroni and cheese pizza the other one was taco pizza and then we sit and I eat my piece of pizza he eats his and he's like what do you want to do next and I was like dude read between the lines I just housed two pieces of pizza in front of you like this is in my like insecure days of my early 20s where I wouldn't be caught dead eating pizza in front of a guy whereas I'm pretty sure I just told you that I had multiple uh FaceTime Zoom dates with a guy who I currently really like and shamelessly ate pizza and wings because I'm like, oh, I guess we're doing this. Like, this is back in the day where that was unacceptable by my personal standards. I was like, there is no next step. We, you are driving me home and I'm going to bed in my pizza coma. So what do we learn from that, friends? One, meet in public. There's no reason to reveal where you live beyond maybe if you live in a a city, cross streets or neighborhood, whatever you're comfortable. Um, Meet in public. No friends are necessary. We do not need to have friends on our first date. Like we're good. Um, And I think that direct communication could help. I could have said, you know, I'm not just, I'm just not feeling it. Do you mind taking me home? Um, I wasn't super confident in my communication skills back then. I don't think that I was as far along in, in my, um, in my self-confidence, in my growth, um, in my assurance to be able to communicate that. So instead I ordered pizza, thought that that was communicating, (laughs) but it wasn't. So that was that, uh, years later, let's fast forward to, I think I must've been. 27 years old. So it was 2017 here in Denver, Bumble. So I went on, I went on two dates on Bumble. The second one ended up turning into a relationship. So thank goodness got off of Bumble rather quickly. The first one, I, the best way to describe this date is Greek, plain Greek yogurt, 0% fat. whole lot of bland nothing like not even vanilla (laughs) but I thought this guy was attractive on his profile I liked his his uh I liked his bio seemed like he said he was uh in he worked in topography so he literally made maps for a living so I was like pumped because I'm I can nerd out on a map for days I love maps I love maps when I'm looking at them like just regular Google maps. I love maps when we're on a road trip and I love getting like a physical map and having it open in my lap and figuring out like, oh, that mountain range over there. What's that random lake? I love maps. They're fantastic. So I was pumped. I was like, this guy literally makes maps. I love maps. It's going to be great. So I show up. He's already there at, um, I want to say we went to a Mexican restaurant off of South Broadway. I don't remember which one it had a tequila or mezcal bar in the back. Um, whether that was included or separate, but I show up, I get out of my Uber and I knew instantly, this is not my person. Not that he wasn't objectively attractive. He was tall. He was tall, dark, and handsome. 
I just could feel this vibe instantly that something was lacking. But I gave him two hours plus of my life. We got tacos, margaritas, and I gave him the opportunity to have conversation. And it was, it was lacking. Um, I felt like I was pulling teeth to get information from this dude. I was like, so tell me what you do. And I'm thinking like topography, like maybe he flies in planes and he actually like makes the maps. And he's like, no, more like I work in a basement without any coworkers. And this is pre this is well before COVID. Like this is, he is working from home, totally solo, literally in his basement, like doesn't communicate with anyone on a daily basis. And he's just like, yeah, I make, I make maps. And I was like, cool. Like what's your favorite map? And he's like, meh, they're all pretty much the same. I was like, no, they're not. There's nothing the same about maps. They're all different. They're all unique. They're all snowflakes. So I was just like, oh man, like, I guess this isn't like, he didn't really ask me questions. I kept asking him questions and trying to dig deeper. And I just felt like it wasn't really going anywhere. And it was a a big disappointment for me. So moral, I did get free tacos at Margarita. That was kind. Um, Chivalry was not dead as of 2017. Um, And I think the biggest lesson I learned from that date was having no expectations. You can have high hopes. Um, Case Kenny has a really, uh, from New Mindset Who Dis, he has a really great episode on this talking about have the, the mindset behind having low or no expectations, but still having high hopes. I think that you can still be excited. I think you can still anticipate things going, hoping for the best, but have no expectations. And and what I mean and what he means by that, as far as I understand it is, you know, there's no point in putting pressure. There's no point in expecting something from a situation when you like, you can only control your part. And it also depends on, um, so much on their actions and, and your interaction and how you vibe. So no expectations, but keep those high hopes. Um, I think moving on to other things that I think are important, the talking stage in, especially in dating apps, like the, the liftoff to, from talking stage to date is very important. Like it should be, it should be relatively short as comfortable as you are with keeping that short. Um, you don't need a pen pal. And I do want to note that during the talking stage, especially during COVID, especially during 2020, um, I was ghosted upwards of five to seven times pre-date. Like match started talking, they set the date or I set the date or we set a date and then the date just never happened. Like that is unreal to me. Um, but it happened. Um, I've had it happen to the point where like we set the date, he even confirmed day of and was like, yep, see you at 6 PM. And then like the time came where I was like, okay, I'm leaving my house. And then radio silence. So I was like, well, I'm not going to leave my house if I don't get confirmation. And then like, I would expect him to be like, yeah, me too. Jumping in an Uber or whatever. 
nothing. So I didn't go, luckily, because I would have been stood up. <laughs> I've had guys like at like 9 a.m. day of say, yeah, 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 ready to go. And then um, I asked them, okay, what time should we meet tonight? Radio silence. What? That is unreal to me. Like, what is the point of, I, I guess I will never, I could spin my wheels thinking about the why behind that. And you could too, if this has ever happened to you, you could definitely spin your wheels. And it took me a while to realize and definitely listen to the episode one called ghosting on this one, um, because it isn't about you. Like they haven't even met you. They haven't even, especially on that like same day situation, they don't know enough about you that it's, it's so, it's not even possible for it to be about you at that point. It is simply about them. Maybe they went move too fast. Maybe they thought they were ready and they were wrong, or maybe they, um, that something came up and they just didn't know how to say it. Like either way, not your person, not meant to be what's meant for you will not miss you, I believe. So how, what have I learned from that? I think gain commitment. You, I work in sales. You are more than likely to get the sale. If the prospect sees the value in your product or service, not you saying, this is the benefit. These are the features. This is the value. Or in this situation, this is who I am. This is why you should hang out with me. I'm awesome. They need to see that for themselves. So don't tell them how valuable you are. Connect on things that that, uh, find common ground, offer your availability, and then gain their commitment. What that could sound like is, hey, sounds like we have that in common. Or maybe we should continue this debate over drinks. Or, hey, I haven't been, like if you're talking about a place or a restaurant, whatever, I haven't been there. We should check it out together. And then say, I'm free X days. Like we should continue, say it's maybe we should continue this debate over drinks. They say, haha, yeah, we definitely should. Cool. I'm free Thursday and Friday this week. And then they pick what day. Great. What time sounds good or what time should we pick? Great. So now they have agreed to the place. They have agreed to the time and day. And when the day comes, I don't know about you, but I prefer a follow-up. Like I prefer them to reach out and say, Hey, are we still on for tonight? And if I don't hear anything by noon that day, say you're, say you're going out on at like five or six o'clock. If I don't hear anything by noon that day, then I'll reach out. And if I don't hear anything before two hours before the date, then I'm considering myself ghosted. Like I'm not going to show up at the restaurant if I don't have any, or I'm not going to show up at the bar. I'm not going to consider my, my evening committed to this person. Um, if, if that's the case. So with that, I'll, I'll talk about my last experience, um, last dating fail. And this is not a, an intensive list. This does not include every single dating fail I've ever had, obviously. Um, these are just some of the ones that I haven't talked about yet. And some of the most notable ones. This one's from Hinge. Um, that This is uh, more recent. This is during my 2021 dating escapades. This guy looked extremely attractive. Looked like we, were, we connected in the talking stage. Um, we were vibing and plans were made, uh, similar to how I was, um, similar to what I just was talking about. And 
the only thing I will note is there was a contingency because I was moving. So this was in February, March of this year. So I was moving. So I said, so he, I said, Saturday should work. Cause he said, how about Saturday? I said, Saturday, Saturday should work. I'm moving earlier in the day, but I will, can I let you know day of? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. If so, let's say 7 PM, um, at Hudson Hill. I was like, great. Sounds good. I'll let you know by five o'clock whether or not, um, that works for me. He was like, great. Uh, we didn't talk until Saturday came around. I ended up, my move ended up taking way longer than anticipated. I was so exhausted. I don't know what I was thinking. I am very much an extrovert, but within reason, like it was a lot. I had movers, but it just took a lot out of me. And we didn't get finished with the move until four. And I was like, I just like with two cats, me getting my place ready to sleep in by, you know, by that evening, I just didn't feel prepared to go on a date. I wasn't ready to give additional energy to someone. And I didn't think that was fair to him. So by 5 PM, I reached out to him and said, Hey, I don't think tonight's looking good. Um, I'm exhausted. I just finished up my move. Um, I don't know where any of my stuff is. Uh, do you mind if we rain check? Doesn't say anything. Radio silence. Then Monday rolls around and he finally says, yeah, no worries. I was like, okay. So then I was like, okay, uh, great. Thanks for understanding. Um, and I responded right away on Monday. I think it was like Monday at like 8 PM. So I said, I followed our agreement, gave you communication and by month and you respond by Monday evening. Like what? So he responds by Monday evening. I respond right away. He doesn't respond until Wednesday morning. And I'm like, dude. So I let him sit on the back burner for a day. And Thursday I hit him with one of, uh, finding Mr. Heights text scripts, basically saying, Hey man, I'd really like to meet, but I'm getting the sense that, um, you're not able to consistently communicate. And I'm looking for someone who can consistently communicate. If that's not you, totally fine. No harm, no foul. But if we're, you know, having this discrepancy before we even meet in person might not make sense to connect in person. Uh, best of luck out there. He, it was something along those lines. Like if that sounds like something you wouldn't say, okay, that's what I said. <laughs> and he responded immediately, immediately at like seven o'clock in the morning. And we spent the next two hours going back and forth and he was defending his honor and saying he's busy with work and he's busy with a puppy and that's not him. He is a consistent communicator. This is just a one-off situation, bro. I just moved. I have three side hustles plus at any given moment. And you think you're busy? I'm literally like Teresa Judice on Real Housewives of New Jersey flipping a table over. You have the audacity to tell me that you're busy? I'm sure you are, sir. But do not assume that I am also not busy. And you being busy is not a an excuse to not communicate. You're so busy that you can't send take 30 seconds to send a text. Sounds like it's not busy being busy isn't the problem, sir. 
time management is the problem. Prioritizing is, is the problem. I'm sure if someone, if, if someone you care about texts you, you're going to respond. So the biggest thing for me is like everyone's time is valuable and everyone deserves bare minimum respect. So that's a goodbye forever for me. (laughs) And here's the thing, went back and forth, back and forth saying like, even then I was like, okay, I literally said to him, so what do we want to do? We could go back to being strangers, no harm, no foul, or we can go on this first date. And he's like, I'd really like to go on this first date. And I said, okay, I'm available X days. He ghosted me again. So this wasn't a one-off. You weren't ready to date. Like, I'm not even going to spin my wheels on you, bro. I don't know what your host of reasons was, were for, for not following through, but dude, no, thank you. So what do we learn from that one? Um, you get to decide how much effort you are willing to put in. You don't get to determine how much you're going to get back. So you need to decide I'm going to, this is, I'm setting a deadline. This is how long I'm willing to wait. This is how uh, much time I need in advance before a date. Um, All that fun stuff. You get to decide. And then you also get to decide how you're going to respond. So overall, what are our takeaways? One, talking stage to date as soon as possible. Two, public place. Definitely meet in public, um, somewhere where you're comfortable Share your location and have checkpoints in the night with your friends. I didn't mention this, but I think I would be remiss if I don't share your location with your friends, um, and have checkpoints and be open about that. I've said this before and I'll say it a million times. Safety is paramount friends. Um, share your location with your friends, but not your date. No friends, unless that was previously agreed upon as far as expectations go, no or low expectations. It could be your last first date ever or one of many. Either way, it's an experience. High hopes are permitted. <laughs> respect your time and your energy and respect their time and energy, but most importantly, respect your time and energy. Decide what you're willing to give and what you're willing to receive and commit to yourself above all else. Um, when it comes to, um, when it comes to all of it, I think when it comes to the, the end of the day, I think, you know, check in with yourself on all the above, decide what you, what serves you decide what, um, what doesn't serve you. Um, and I think ultimately when it comes to, to dating in general, Oh, one more thing, when it comes to the check, <laughs> when it comes to the check, I think that I, I do think that, you know, I'm, I'm torn with chivalry. I'm torn with chivalry because like it also supports patriarchal values and I don't love that. Um, but it's like hard because you're like, Oh, I want to be a queen, but also a queen would pay for her own meal. I personally do not go to any place where I cannot afford the total check. Like if he left me with the bill solo. So that's how I decide. And that's what I would recommend. Don't go to a place unless you can afford the whole, the whole bill. Um, and then offer to split it. And if he insists or if they insist, like in this, this goes for, um, this goes, whether it's hetero homo doesn't matter. Like if they offer like, I think that this is an awkward topic, no matter what I would be prepared to pay the bill in total by yourself, offer to split and then okay with whatever the outcome is.
I think that's fine. Either way, if they pay for the bill, I do not care. If they pay for the bill and you are, you do not owe them anything. This is not a form of payment for anything. You are not a prostitute. Okay. You don't get free meal and then they get whatever they want to do with you physically. No, that is a, a, something that's nice and kind. I definitely have had someone throw that back in my face that, well, I paid for this fancy dinner too bad. Thanks for showing me who you are. Sorry. I didn't want to, sorry. I didn't vibe with you. Sorry. I didn't kiss you on a first date. Sorry. I didn't, you know, take you all the way to home plate. Like, no, that is not, no, you agreed to a date. If they want to pay for it, thank you so much. Have a great night. That's all you owe that person. And that's where I'll leave that. Um, and then going back to my closing thoughts at the end of the day, it's how much energy you're willing to put in, decide what effort you want to give and get really clear on what you're willing to accept and stick by those standards. Keep them high. You deserve it. Have fun, have fun. Ultimately, regardless, there is no good, bad. Like I said, failure only has a negative connotation if you give it one. So have fun. And hit me with your best and worst dating stories, and I will keep sharing my thoughts in the best way that I know how. So thank you, friends. Until next time, take care.